This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's Creature Feature, a spotlight on one of the Wildlife Hospital Dunedin's extra special guests. And we do love talking about the wonderful creatures from around our region that make their way into the hospital locally. We learn so much every time they uh, they come our way here on the Awesome Morning Show. Um, Jordano, nice to have you with us again. Let's uh, look forward to talking about today's creature. What have we got? Morena, today we are going to be talking about shining cuckoos. Now, do you know much about these birds? I have to hold my hand up and say I know nothing about them, so uh, this is a good place to start, I well, guess. I think you're in very good company, actually. When I go out and give talks in the community, um, by the way, we are available for talks in the community, um, and I show a photo of this bird, most people don't know what it is, and that's completely understandable because they're they're a little bit mysterious. Um, the, the shining cuckoo is a small bird, so it's a sparrow-sized bird, about 20 grams, roughly, um, so it fits in your hand, um, and it's it's absolutely beautiful. I'll, I'll describe what it looks like. It's, I think it's stunning. I call it the zebra bird uh, because it has um, really prominent horizontal stripes across its chest and they're iridescent green and white. And then the whole back of the bird is this bright iridescent green. I mean, you can't really mistake it for any other bird in New Zealand. Well, I've definitely not seen no. one of those. And that's right. They're, the, 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 their coloring is called cryptically colored, which I think makes them sound a little bit like a spy, which is cool. Um, and they're, they're really, really blended into the environment. So they're little bush birds. Uh, they're, they're typically heard but not seen. And so I think probably a lot of people in Otago have heard these birds and not been aware that that's a shining cuckoo. And I think you have a little bit of uh, an example of their yep. call. So t- okay. see, have a listen and, and think if you've heard this bird before. Let's take a listen. Shining cuckoo. Okay, I'd have to say that's familiar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think now next time you're at the botanic garden, you're out for a walk in the in one of our many bushwalks. It just has, stop and have a listen, or may, perhaps go to the town belt and do one of the five minute bird counts and see if you can hear hear if you can hear that bird. I guess, um, and I, I bet you will, especially this time of year. Mm. Um, so they are they're very common here, and I'll get to that a little bit more later. Um, but I also want to point out they have this so that's this a small bird as I said, but they have a really big tereo name, which I think is also cool, and I'm hopefully I will do it justice. So forgive me, but it's called a pipi faro roa. Big name for a little bird. Um, but Pipi yeah. Farorora. Yeah. Oh, well done. Yes, yeah, exactly. You don't even have that in front of you. That's good. Um, we have, over the years, had several Shining Cuckoo patients, and we're not talking today about any particular one, but it just sort of uh, jogged my memory. Uh, we did have one in the last week. Um, so that's, that's not that unusual, but they don't come in very often. Uh, apparently, this is a species that's quite well known for flying into windows. Mm. So most people who have seen them have unfortunately probably seen them after they've had a run-in with a window. I'm not sure why that is. I don't know why they are so susceptible to that. It could somewhat be about numbers, that they are quite common, uh, but yeah, not too sure about why they do that. Um, and unfortunately, they do sometimes get attacked by cats. So, uh, so, so quite common, but here we are saying, well, I'm saying I don't recall seeing them. Why on earth is that? That's because they're so camouflaged and they prefer to spend their time in the bush. 
Um, mm. So they and they, they don't eat, they don't eat from feeders. So you won't see them come to your peca peca feeder or any of your other. You know they're not going to take anything from your yard. So they just prefer that cover. It's interesting because they're all they're they're, they're even found in farmland, which doesn't have that much cover. But they will find the little bushes and, and little um, bush blocks that they can use. So yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Mm. It's it's uh, they're amongst us, which is <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. Um, the most recent shining cuckoo we had, yeah, as I said, was last week. Uh, um, we're not actually sure what had happened to it. It was in quite a bad state when it arrived. It was lethargic and um, had a wound. It may have been attacked by something, but we're just not sure. Um, unfortunately, it didn't make it. Um, but we have had pretty good luck with our other Shining Cuckoo patients. Um, we had one, I remember the very first one, actually, we had came to us because it flew into a window at the Botanic Garden, and the staff there brought it to us. And I had never heard of this bird before, and I got a photo of Nurse Emily had sent me a photo of it. She was holding it in her hand. And I was like, what is that? I thought, is it Photoshopped? Is this a joke? I've mm-hmm. just never seen anything like it. I really recommend to, um, to your listeners to hop onto uh, NZ Birds Online. Just look up Shining Cuckoo in their search, um, and they'll see some beautiful photos, stunning photos of these birds. So uh, I mentioned that they're, they're quite common throughout New Zealand, and they are generally found, this is going to be important, they're found where gray warblers are found. Gray warblers are quite abundant throughout the all of Aotearoa, um, and the, I'll get to why that's important later. Uh, however, they are only seasonal. So this time of year, as I said, you probably could hear them if you go for a bushwalk. Um, but in the, um, in the winter, they actually do something pretty unusual and special for a forest bird, especially in New Zealand. There are only two kinds of forest birds in New Zealand that are seasonal migrators in terms of uh, leaving the country, and the shining cuckoo is one of them. Mm. So it actually overwinters in the Bismarck Archipelago, which is in New Guinea, and the Solomon Islands. So remember, this is a 20-gram bird, and it travels 4,600 kilometers wow. overseas, which is quite impressive. I think they may actually be spies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure about them anymore. Um, they, so we can, we'll, we'll hear them in the spring, summer, and autumn, but not in the winter. Um, and we'll come back to that relationship with the gray warbler. Another thing that makes me think they're spies is they're what's called brood parasites, these birds. So the, what the shining cuckoo do, they don't, they're not even bothered making nests when they're ready to lay their eggs. They simply find a gray warbler nest, and they push a gray warbler's eggs out of the nest, lay their own, and gap it. Gracious me. And those gray warblers raise those shining cuckoo babies as their very own, none the wiser. And what's fascinating about that <laughs> is a gray warbler is five gram bird, and the shining cuckoo is a 20 gram bird. And you can see there's, again, if you pop onto NZ Birds Online and look up shining cuckoo, you'll see some amazing photos of gray warblers feeding um, their, ch- I'm using air quotes, their chicks. Uh, and there's just something off there <laughs> that they don't seem to notice. Which is pretty crazy. How big is the brain on this bird? I'm yeah, it's right. a very small bird. <laughs> well, it's a five gram bird, so you can extrapolate. It's not going to be very large. Um, but yeah, they, they're really interesting. So in hospital, we uh, they they do they're pretty similar to having other little bush birds like a bellbird or um, maybe a wax eye or silver eye. They're similar type patients as well. Um, and we feed them mealworms in hospital, so they um, because out in the wilds they they tend to eat invertebrates. Uh, they also can eat. I don't, I'm starting to get suspicious of this bird actually, Jeff. Now that I'm talking more about them. They can eat toxic things, no problem. So they're like super birds, maybe. They can eat toxic insects, uh, hairy, like hairy, hairy caterpillars, for example, or ladybirds, um, which m- most 
birds know to avoid. So that for them, that's no problem, um, which I guess is a great strategy. Uh, and they also will take monarch butterfly caterpillars, which I know a lot of people do plant certain things to help the monarchs survive. Sorry about that. One of our natives is going to take those. Um, and they like to take red admiral butterfly caterpillars from tree nettle as well. So that's another place that you could also potentially see them if you're very lucky. Um, yeah, as I said, we've had um, pretty good luck with them, which is great, uh, the, the rare times that we do get them. And they're an absolute favorite of Nurse Emily. She loves them. She's always um, threatened to take one home, uh, which we don't do, by the way. <laughs> um, and I, I was going to – I have two quizzes for you, actually. The first one I'll say is – and I, I think I know that you don't know the answer to this mm-hmm. based on what you've said. But there is actually a mural in Dunedin. <laughs> That features a shining cuckoo. And I was gonna ask if you know where it is, but if you've never seen one before, you probably don't know where it is. It's a bit tricky because it's not it's not in central Dunedin. My brain isn't always switched on. I could have gone <laughs> past it a thousand times and not seen it, I would imagine. Possibly not. It's not in the center of the city. Um, I'm sure that some of your listeners are yelling at the radio right now, which is great. Um, it's out at Outram Glen. It's actually on the side of the toilet block. Okay. It's, a, it's a beautiful mural. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, quite excited to come across it. Yeah. Yeah. I am looking at a photo of this bird now from this wonderful website, nzbirdsonline.org.nz. I do encourage you to take a look at it. And yeah, I have definitely not seen this bird. <laughs> the zebra bird, right? Yeah. It's cool. Um, so in terms of in terms of threats and conservation, it's not a, this isn't a threatened species. Uh, as I said, they're quite abundant, as are the gray warblers. As long as the gray warblers are doing well, this species is going to do well, yeah, too. Right. So they've, they're, they're, they're kind of tied to that. Um, and as I mentioned, the, 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 they're really susceptible to the window strike and then also potential cat attacks. Um, so really, there's the, in terms of what people can do at home to help the species, it's, it's around um, perhaps getting the window alert decals. I think we've talked about them before. Uh, we recommend those for people who have repeated window strike at their home. Um, they're little uh, stickers that you can put on your windows that reflect a range of UV light that alerts birds to that there's something there and they shouldn't fly into them. So that's uh, available from Project keradu.org.nz right here in Dunedin. So I'd encourage you to check those out if that's something you think you need. Um, And of course, we've talked about cats before. So making sure your cat's not wandering, put a bell on it, put one of those crazy Victorian cat collars on it that alerts birds (laughs) that they're there. Don't let your birds wander at night. Although these are, these are diurnal birds, but still good practice. Keep your cats in at night. Um, Yeah. And I, it's a, Love talking about the shining cuckoo, but I actually have another quiz for you. Mm. Uh-huh. I'm not doing very well this morning. I have to <laughs> I, say, I give you I give you half a chance at this one. Um, so, what do the following have in common? The cocky black stilt. That's one bird. Shore plover, southern New Zealand dotterel, Australasian crested grebe, and the rock wren. Jordana, they're all birds. Well done. <laughs> and you could have also. I would have also accepted they're all native birds. Okay. But the, those are correct. But the what I'm getting at is that's how I voted for New Zealand Bird of the Year. Ah. That's my ticket. I went straight under bird ticket. Have you voted yet for New Zealand Bird not. of the Year? I'm getting lobbying left, right and center. I bet you are. I'm going to do it right here. Please vote for Cocky Black Stilt for Bird of the Year 2022. They are fantastic underbird. They're really underappreciated. They're extremely rare. There's only about 160 of them left in the wild. They're one of our very favorite patients. Um, if you go back and look on OAR's uh, website, you'll find that we've done a creature feature about black stilts and cocky. So I'd encourage you to have a listen to that and find out why they're so cool and vote for cocky, bird of the year. Thank you. End of campaign. All right. Well, you're in the studio face to face. I have to commit to doing that and I will do that. That's where my vote will go this year. Where will your vote go? 
Um, it doesn't sound as though you need to consider the shining cuckoo. It's probably not on the list. Uh, apart from the issues that uh, Jordana's raised, it sounds like it's very competent and capable of looking after itself in many regards. Indeed, and I, I do encourage people to go out and try to find it either by by sound or by by sight. Well, sound is not going to be enough anymore. Um, I'm, I'm determined see to see one of these. <laughs> I would like a report back, please. Um, and so, yeah, well, and what better excuse to spend some time in the bush? Eh? Brilliant. Yes, as we're heading into spring and summer. Jordana, always great to talk with you. Thank you so much for coming along and joining us uh, for this edition of Creature Feature, talking about the shining cuckoo. And uh, again, you know, the um, the website that we got that uh, little bit of audio from and where you can find out more information about this wonderful bird and many, many others, nzbirdsonline.org.nz. Do check it out. Thanks, Jordana. The Wildlife Hospital Dunedin treats sick and injured native New Zealand species right here in the heart of Aotearoa's wildlife capital. Their expert veterinary team patches up more than 500 patients every year, returning the majority of them back to the wild where they belong. You can learn more about the hospital, including ways to support this charitable trust, at wildlifehospitaldunedin.org.nz or follow their Facebook page for more fabulous creature content. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.